All right, welcome to Pass the Mic, Friday, October 27th, 2023, episode 91. Big Zoom room here, but of course, my co-host, Mike Gervasi, how are you today? Ah, uh, yeah, we got some ladies in the place today. <laughs> this may... This makes up for your no-date homecoming episode last week. Now we go from you guys playing football on Allen Park's field to having a Zoom room with uh, three ladies. You're, you're, how things have changed. Yeah, I've grown up. <laughs> Joining us, we have the finest counseling department in the land. We have our fine counselors, Miss uh, Mima Palazzola, Miss Jen, Jennifer Trush, and Miss Kelly Walters. Uh, do you want to say hello, uh, Mima? Do you want to say a little bit about yourself and Welcome yourself to the Pass the Mic audience, and we'll move right through the group. Um, yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Mima. I have three teenage kids, so I get to, you know, deal with teenagers all day long at work and at home. It's a great life. All right. Excellent. Jen? Hi, I'm Jen. I have two kids at home, two boys. They're in elementary school and middle school, so I have a little bit of time for a catch-up to Mima there, but... Um, I've been working at Carlson on and off for about 12 years now. Kelly. I'm Kelly. Hi, I'm Kelly. Um, I've been working at Carlson for about 19 years. Um, both my kids are in their 20s. We've already navigated the whole college process. Um, and since it is the college edition, um, I am a graduate of U of M. Go Blue. Oh, big weekend, big weekend. Weekend, yeah. All right. Well, welcome. Welcome. We're glad to have you here. As Kelly's hinting, we have a very special college uh, decision episode that we're going to. But before we get into our education topic, Mike, we got to do our feedback from last week. Um, the uh, education topic, your homecoming memories, which we sort of hinted at right here at the start, homecoming memories and the overrated, underrated breakups. Did you get some uh, feedback from your friends? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, and actually, Mima knows these guys. Deontay commended you for uh, admitting you got punched and you deserved it. So you got commended <laughs> for that. Um, he enjoyed it. He was very, uh, happy with the hot mic topic. So he, he couldn't have said it better himself. He also said, I give him way too much, uh, credit for his intelligence. Uh, Antoine, another one of Mima's favorites. Uh, I it's a little Kennedy reunion here. Yes. Yes. Kennedy past the Mitch. This thing's like, he just takes this dig every week. So I guess that's going to be a, oh that's your mic that you used yeah yes yes um not much else there he agrees with you on your Belichick rant though so um, although he had a big win big win yesterday he did yeah the kind of defeating three hundredth victory too so that sort of defeats your argument a little bit more but um yeah that was about it now full disclosure we're doing this on Monday so there's still time for yeah we didn't get as much feedback max bailey was of course giving us the feedback right from the start and then uh, we um we got emails we mentioned the, oh yeah i mentioned the random student that walked through the library we're gonna we're gonna keep him uh we'll just give him his first name wyatt yeah. uh fired us both an email and said hey the guy you're that's who i'm talking about I, I i i'm a big fan of the show so wyatt thank you for the kind words go tell mr rice that oh go tell dr rice that how great pass the mic podcast is and see what he has to say about it no comment. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, as we, if there's nothing else, as we do normally when we have guests, first of all, first time we were hitting three guests. So it's, uh, so it's going to be, uh, uh, we're going to do our best here. Uh, our normal guest interaction, right, are the stock questions, the birthday party, birthday day questions. So we're going to go with each guest. We're going to, I'll do my question, then Mike will do theirs. They're going to go right in order here. So I'm going to start with Mima. Mima, it's your birthday. It's birthday dinner. You can have anything you want. Anywhere you want, home cooked or 
or out to eat, what are you having and where's it at? So definitely Mexican food. Um, right now, I really like Maria's in Trenton. Um, okay. That's probably my favorite Mexican local. And yeah, my guest, you want to know my guest too, right? No, 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 just the meal. But what are you getting? What is, what's the specific plate? That's Mike. Don't steal Mike's question. Oh. Yet. oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So yeah, just Maria's in Trenton is probably my favorite Mexican right now. All right. Maria's in Trenton. I've had it once. I think pretty good. Pretty good. I had oh. to replace three Hermanos. Right, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I've never had Maria's. Where's it located? It's right on West Road, kind of by the high school, right by Little Caesars. Oh, okay. um, it's okay. the daughter of Amigos. So a lot of similar recipes. Yeah. Just really, really good. Okay. Yeah, you can go there and claim it's overrated. All right, Jen, what is your meal of choice? Um, I think if I'm going out, I'm going to the Gandy Dancer in Ann Arbor. Ooh, I've heard good things. Steak. Mm-hmm. You said a steak? Yep. Oh, excellent. All right, steak at the Gandy Dancer. I, I've been told I have to go there. I hear it's very good. I've yet to make it out there, though. And Miss Kelly Walters, what do we got? Um, if it's my birthday, I'm going to Sibley Gardens for sure. Okay. Love Sibley's. What, um, what are you getting? Um, probably the steak, because I, I won't make that at home, and they have a great steak, Sammy, there. All right. There we go. Three very good choices. All right. Three independent. First time we've hit going out for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, Mima. Who... We don't want to cook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> All right, Mima, who is your guest? Yes, my, uh, oh, go ahead, Mike. You can ask. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't mean to steal. My, you stole Mike's question. Yeah. Um, it's all right, Mike. I got your back. Good. My guest would be my kids. Honestly, alive, dead, everybody, I don't care. I want my kids with me. So that's it. As long as I got my three kids, I'm happy. Wow. Can we, Mike, do we have a button for aw? I do. I, I love them. I, I don't have any buttons, Mike. You know that. Yeah. That's okay. only in the studio. All right, can you I made ask? the sound effect? Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I steal your thunder. You sure? Mm-hmm. Jenny, who are you who are you eating with, live or dead? Aw, the same thing as Mima. My family too. Can't have a birthday without them. All right, Kelly, are you gonna are you gonna buck the trend here? Or are we just gonna all be a saints today on Monday? No, no. I'm gonna be eating with my kids, and um, they're older now, and they work, so they're gonna pay for everything and take me out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There you go. That's good. That's good news at Sibley's. Yeah. All right. Well, excellent. I, you know, we know we had the stock questions. We like to use them as a little way to get to know everyone. The reason, Mike, do you want to tell us why we have our counselors here today? Yeah. So uh, Elizabeth Pate, frequent listener, uh, husband also a Kennedy grad, Mima for you. Elizabeth Pate sent a, a text message, message just kind of suggesting this. Um, you know, at this stage, her daughter is a senior right now and, um, it's kind of late in the game. And, and so she had some questions that she wanted to ask about that. Mike, I'll let you get into specifics. And then Kristen, you know, her son is October and he's, he's still at a kind of a crossroads. So any advice you could give, we had uh, Dr. Ashley Terry on last year. He had some advice about this, but I think now it's a little bit more pertinent because for seniors it's late in the game. So I guess we'll start with you, Mima. What advice can you offer? Mike, did I cover that well enough? Do you need to add Well, I, I think, again, we're going to talk about the college selection process, but the specific question that uh, the Pates asked were this sort of, we get, we've talked a lot about, you know, the process of visiting schools and the application process, which we can talk a little bit about today, but sort of this window where the, this, the letters start coming back in, either the acceptance or 
um, rejection and what um, advice do you have for, I guess, students in that final decision making of, okay, these acceptances came in. And I know like when my daughter, when they started coming in, um, what route, what do you suggest to families as the final step of when we say, okay, I'm all in at so-and-so. So anyone that wants to sort of take with that um, and give their advice on that would be great. And then Mike, you can ask the question about like sort of prior to that or people that don't have anything going on right now. Yeah. Um, I guess for me, I would say, I, I think it's really a family decision. I do think that kids and parents both have to go visit the college campuses and see what it's like. Because so often kids are applying to schools, they've never even actually stepped foot on their campus. So I would start there. And I know you guys have both used the phrase, it's kind of late in the game, but it's really not. This is a good time for seniors to still apply. This is a good time for seniors to still, still do stuff. Um, especially in Michigan, we do have... Um, kind of in rolling admissions to where kids can even apply even up through like March and April, even May for some oh, wow. community colleges. So it's not late in the game. They definitely should be doing something. Something's better than nothing. But I think um, so many kids are so afraid to start because they feel like it's late, but it's not like this is the time to do it. This is the time to get out, go visit the campuses, talk to the admissions reps. Um, we have admissions reps still coming in for the next few weeks. Come and talk to them, listen to them. Um, and once you do all your applications, once you put all your feelers out there, see who's actually accepted you, this is where it becomes a family decision, right? Like in terms of what's affordable versus what do these kids want out of it? Um, a lot of times money should be like priority. We don't want our kids to get into debt. And if it's something that they're going to have to accrue a lot of debt, maybe there is a cheaper way. Maybe starting off at a community college isn't the worst thing in the world, um, looking for scholarships nonstop. It's almost like they have to make that a job, like looking for scholarships day in and day out because we don't want our students to leave Carlson, go off, live their best life, and then have a ton of debt. That's not what we want for them. But making that decision, that initial decision, they need to visit the campus. They need to talk to the students. They need to talk to the admissions reps and the professors and see what it's like because their success rate is really based on how much they are attached to that school and connected to that school. And if there's no connection, if they're just name brand shopping, um, they're not going to be successful. They will end up wanting to change schools or whatever. So that's it. That's what I would say. Wow. I'm well, sorry if I rambled. No, that was no, great. no. And thank you for the correction there. Right? Cause again, we, this is, this is not my wheelhouse nor Mike's. So no, it. and it's not just you guys. I feel like everyone feels like they have to be in a rush and it's like, no, take your time in this. Um, because yeah. You don't have to rush. I'll shut up. And you don't have to make a decision until late spring too. So right now is the time to be applying. And then once your applications are in to any school that you might want to apply for, then the looking for money part happens too. And FAFSA is even later this year, opening December 1st. Yes. Yeah. So in prior years, it's been October 1st. So students would kind of have an overlap with applying and starting that FAFSA process. But now there's a little bit of time to breathe in between um, to where families really need to consider filling that out um, just so they can kind of take a look at what additional money sources might come back from each college that they're applying to as well. Um, so I would encourage them also December 1st to start that FAFSA process so that when the time comes and they have all their acceptance letters, 
and all of their merit money based on their academics from colleges. They see what the FAFSA is. They've taken a look at our local scholarships, which I'll save for Kelly to talk about too. You know, they can really put a package together that might look best for their family. What might be the best decision for them too? And I 100% agree with Mima. Students need to get out there and really visit the campuses too, just to make sure it's a good fit. We talk about that a lot in classes when we go to talk to seniors too. It's about what's right for you, not because all your friends are going there too. No. Does it have a major you're considering? Um, do you want to stay close to home? Do you want to go far? You know, where are you looking and what are you doing to kind of personalize your search for you? Kelly, do you want to talk about some of the local um, scholarships? Because yeah. I think we talked yeah. about that that money is a is a one of the final decision makers with this, along with visiting it. So I, I think that's a lot that people often forget about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right now, like Jenny said, you know, the FAFSA is going to be late this year. It's going to be in December because um, they're revamping the whole thing, which means everybody's financial aid packages are going to arrive later, which is going to push out these decisions. So. You know, I know some people are concerned about some of these Ivy League or tier one schools, you know, like, oh, no, not going to get a decision till the end of January. Well, your FAFSA just started in December. You don't have financial aid packages. You haven't received that yet. So, you know, right now we have this long window from what, November 1st, kind of till December when we do the FAFSA. You could start looking at um, local scholarships. Like we have quite a few in Gibraltar. There, I upload them into our Schoology um, group for the seniors. And I think, you know, I get a lot of them after January. Around January, all of a sudden, the elementary schools and Shoemate and Athletic Boosters and GEA and all them, they start giving me their scholarship apps. And I do put all of those in the Schoology Um but, you know, right now it's like if you've got your applications in by that November 1, then you're waiting to hear we're going to, you know, FAFSA will open in December. We're, I want you to know we are going to do a financial aid night. It'll be a virtual one. University of Michigan Financial Aid Office is going to um, do a virtual one for us um, on November 13th. Uh, we don't have the Zoom link yet, but the date is out there. Okay. Is this FAFSA date now the new standard? Is this, is this like a one-year thing or is this what it's going to, or we don't know? We, I'm not actually sure. I thought they pushed not it sure. out because they were still revamping it and it was going to just take longer. Um, but, you know, maybe it's being pushed permanently. I don't, I'm not sure. Okay. okay. Um, Mike, did you, now do you want to ask your question? That sort of. I think they, they covered it, you know, uh, okay. I guess what, what I asked, but I, again, I th really think you covered it first off. The three of you, thank you so much. That really is, is valuable information. I'm, I, I'm certainly, I'm going to ask about something personal to me in a moment, but I guess before that, I, I'll just ask, what about the senior that's really just unsure right now? Any recommendations for that person? Um, We do have that Zello platform that kids can use. And I feel like a lot of times kids would just go through it as a fluff to get something done in advisory they can redo it. They can actually try it and take it seriously. They can always, you know, ask around to job shadow people and see if there's a career that they're actually interested in. Um, another thing is, is because so many of our kids don't really care to go to college and they just want a good paying job, start asking community colleges, like what are some certificate programs you offer? Because there's some programs that kids can do that are maybe one semester or two semesters. They'll get a certificate and they're going to make bank. 
I know even U of M has a cybersecurity program that's a one-year program. It's the same program that Henry Ford offers, by the way, that's just way cheaper at Henry Ford. And these kids are leaving that program making like $90,000 right off the bat doing cybersecurity, and that's not going anywhere. So there's a lot of things that kids can do that, let's say college isn't for you. You still might want to go and get a little piece of paper, a certificate indicating you can do a task, and then, you know, they can do that. But they won't know until they step foot at those community colleges and start asking. Even trade school programs are being offered now at the community college. So people that are into HVAC or plumbing or auto, they can go to Henry Ford or Monroe County or Wayne County Schoolcraft um, and take all of those. So they don't have to take a traditional liberal arts background. Um, and I think they get that confused. I have some students that want to just do culinary and it's like, go to Schoolcraft. They have the best culinary program in the state. And they don't have to take philosophy and literature and humanities. They're only taking culinary. So I feel like they should explore what they like to do for fun and maybe try to find a way to do that as a job. Hmm. And I I'm think thinking also, too, like oh. if you if you know that you're college bound, but I just don't know which college or what I want to do yet, it's awesome to start at a two-year community college. Tuition is way cheaper. You're going to knock out a lot of those general education requirements. Um, that will transfer to schools in Michigan. The community colleges have agreements with four-year four-year universities called the Michigan Transfer Agreement too, that if you take this class at this school, it should be a direct transfer over to knock one of those general education requirements out at a four-year school too. So if a student's like, you know, maybe the trades isn't for me, maybe I'm not looking up for a certificate program, I am looking eventually for a two or four-year degree, that would be a good place to start too. I think, um, and what I uh, told what I told my when I had my senior advisory, one of the last lessons I gave them is when they go eventually make their decision to go to school, um, you're you're a customer. Make sure you're taking advantage of the resources that are at the at the school, talking to people in financial aid, talking to people in academic advising. So I'm sort of use that line here. Um, there's a lot of kids, you know. There's kids I I know from my own daughter with you, Kelly. She. I don't want to, I don't want to use the word took advantage, but used the counseling office with the, how it should be used, you know, it was down there a lot, getting your input, getting input from other people. A lot of times, and, and back when I was in high school, I didn't do this. Like I said, Carol Prodzik came and found me and out of, on a whim, she wasn't even my counselor. I think, and all three of you are very approachable. Um, if kids have questions, they can make an appointment online. Um, and if, you know, if, if what we, you know, they didn't hear the answer here or don't know the answer here or they're first generation and have no clue at all, um, you know, you guys are great about, you know, restating all the stuff we did here or finding out what they're, you know, they may, they may not even need the Zello exam, you know, like you guys could talk to a kid and say, oh, you're big into culinary. Here's some stuff on Schoolcraft. We had the college fair night, which was great that you guys put on and we have the visits, but, you know, sometimes kids have a sporting event that night or, you know, they just don't even know or they don't have a parent that's going to bring them to that. Um, I, I want to stress to all of our parents that are listening or kids that are listening, uh, make that appointment, go down there. Any of these um, ladies will be happy to help you answer specific questions to you. And then when you do make the move to the college level, don't forget about that. Take advantage of the services that are at the university. There are people that are there that if you go see them, they will help you there as well. Absolutely, Mike. I mean, at the college level, I mean, they have career centers and advisors. I mean, you can go into the career center and you can apply for scholarships after your first year. You can get internships. You can look at like what jobs are available in that area. 
Um, and I think a lot of students don't use this. They just take their classes and they go home. And, you know, I mean, those resources are really there. Yep, exactly. So. So let me just one quick personal question. So, in fact, I was just out on a walk with my daughter. It's kind of a chilly day, but it's pretty nice nonetheless. And she's in 10th grade. And I just asked her, you know, what what are you thinking? You know, because my, my process is, you know, just a teaching economics class. We do a career unit. We kind of look at the job market down the road on the Bureau of Labor Statistics. But 10th grader doesn't care about that. And I wouldn't have cared about it when I was in 10th grade. So where should we be? Uh, where should my daughter be in 10th grade in this process? Are, are we okay just taking the basics and trying to figure out what she likes? Or what do you guys think about that? Um, yeah, because she's still in 10th grade. This is a good year for her to kind of explore what she might consider doing. And the reason why I say that is if she's going to apply to a competitive college, she would want to know what classes to take junior, senior year. Junior and senior year is the first time these kids can really get into direct college or dual enrollment or AP classes. But if she's not thinking of going somewhere competitive, then maybe she can explore taking random electives to see where her interests are um, because it's different types of students. Or if there is a trade or career that she's into, then obviously have her talk to me. You know, a lot of kids want to go into nursing or cosmetology or dental. Um, I'm just using more feedback since she's a girl but obviously um it applies to all of and that way um she can get some hands-on experience during high school because sophomore year I think is probably one of the biggest years for them to start exploring what they might want to do um because next year is going to be that first year that they can take a lot of different classes okay ladies do you guys have anything else you want to add you know actually Mike you bring up that the 10th grade, and that's actually the year we're kind of focusing on this year. We're kind of going to be calling in our 10th graders and doing a little bit of a survey with them. Because like Mima said, you know, this is the perfect year to decide, do I want to take advanced level courses? Do I want to take dual enrollment? Do I want to take a CTE program? So, um, you know, your, your daughter, you said 10th grade, I mean, we're going to be seeing her this year and talking about like, where do you see yourself going from here? Just to ex- start exploring. Because okay. we don't want her to get to senior year and say, oh, I always wanted to take welding. And we're like, oh, I wish I had known that two years ago. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a good point. It actually is an important year because by the time your junior year schedule is made, it's that ship is sort of sailed about like which way you want to go. You know, are you going the aggressive academic route or because right, like if you want to do the career tech stuff, it's usually starts junior year a two-year program. So that's really, Mike, the, you know, the, as we move into late winter, spring of this year is where, you know, no pressure. I didn't think I wanted to be a librarian back in the spring of uh, 92. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, great. You guys did awesome. I'm glad we, I'm, I think this is a really important topic that a lot of people are going to be interested in. Before we get into overrated, underrated, breaking comment on the yes, post on my Facebook page. Do you see that? Mr. Stoltz, who, by the way, awesome job on the pulled pork nachos. I know we don't like mentioning the uh, TikTok channel, but he did the, the concession stand was amazing. He quote unquote, hold on, Sammy better than David Lee Roth. We totally forgot that whole argument. Yeah, uh, Max, the recap. Max really felt strong. Maybe his it. singing, but Van, Van Halen was way much better in the early years. Mike drop, and he spells it M I K E. Yeah, Mr. Stoltz. What a what? Uh, and you know, Max, Max agreed. Now, Scope, uh, Todd Scope said, and ladies, maybe you could jump in on this one. That was my. One of my beliefs is, is Van Halen was better with Sammy Hagar than David Lee Roth. This has generated some controversy both ways. 
But uh, yeah, so a lot of people have been discussing that. We totally forgot. Mima's lunch. Something's going on with their lunch over there on, on that end. So maybe <laughs> no, nothing. Oh, okay, okay. But, but yeah, Mr. Stoltz, live breaking comments. It's the first time we've ever had that on Pass the Mic. We were able to address a comment right as it yeah, came in. So. Real time, yeah. All right, overrated, underrated this week. It's that time of season. So there's a little chill in the air as you went for a walk. It's mm-hmm. soup season, right? Right. Soup season. Um, it's, you know, we don't want it in August and July. So I figured, uh, and I know your buddies, the boys from Taylor won't be happy that I'm doing another food topic, but uh, uh, overrated, underrated soups. You guys, again, we want to make this clear. So we know overrated doesn't mean bad. It just means overrated. So you can back it up. You can just say it and move on. Um, we don't judge here, um, although people judge us. So be ready for that. Uh, we're going to go with our same rotation, just the overrated. Mima, what's your overrated soup? Tomato. Tomato soup is overrated. Oh. I'm, I, I, I'm, oh. I'm with you. Tomato puree. Ill. Okay. All right. I, I, I'm, I have no issues with that. I, 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 grilled cheeses are delicious. I, the, it's like eating ketchup with a spoon. <laughs> All right. There we go. All right. Jen Trush, what do you have for us? French onion. Oh, man. I love French onion. No, <laughs> I like tomato. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there we go. We got, I think we're going to get some comments on that. All right. Kelly Walters, what do you have for us? Overrated soup. Um, all those like pureed squash soups, like pureed butternut squash, or it's like, there's no tech. It's all just too thin. And all yeah, right. they're like shakes. All right. Mike, mine is, and this is like a favorite of some, I think broccoli cheddar. I, I think that it it had its day. And especially if like, it's in a bread bowl too, like anything in a bread bowl, not a fan of just give it to me in a bowl, but broccoli cheddar people like will talk about it like it's the greatest thing in the world it, it you know it, I, I remember when i first had it the first time I'm like oh this is life-changing and now i'm to the point where there's many better soups than it so mm-hmm. broccoli cheddar overrated life-changing it was that good i had it first yeah it was. I, was I was always a chicken noodle guy up to that point uh i'm gonna go gosh you know i'm, I'm stuck between minestrone and tomato and i was gonna ch- go minestrone because mima went tomato but i'm i'm going tomato too i agree with her i don't i don't understand it, it is i've never understood why anybody wants tomato soup and i like tomatoes but tomato yeah. soup is just like if you had the choice of like minestrone if you're a vegetarian and you can go minestrone or tomato why wouldn't you just get the minestrone I, but i i don't like minestrone either and again <laughs> overrated doesn't mean bad but tomato soup to me i overrated and terrible so all right underrated okay mima what are we going with not tomato soup obviously I love, I, I don't know what to call it. I think like most people will call it like wedding soup, but the one with the little meatballs and the meatballs. balls, like I feel like it's warm and hearty and cozy and Parmesan yep. goes. Yep. Italian wedding soup. Jenny was laughing at that one. I'm not sure what's going on over there, but she was laughing. What's yours, Jen? Ooh. Hmm. Underrated. I think vegetable soup. Oh, you yeah. like fresh vegetables in there. Mm-hmm. A really good vegetable soup. Excellent. Good call. And Kelly? Um, Like, I, I think I'm right. Uh, gazpacho? The cold oh. tomato soup. It's like, everybody's like, oh, I can't eat a cold soup. It's delicious. Very European. Uh, mine is going to be chicken tortilla soup. Had it at Piper's on Saturday. My wife and I went to a funeral home for a friend of hers and friend of ours, her father passed away. But then we got to Piper's. They usually have Canadian cheddar there, which is really good. 
and it was late and the waitress came up and said, there's only enough for one bowl. And I was a gentleman and let my wife have the uh, last bowl. And I said, oh, I looked at the menu. I went with their chicken uh, tortilla soup, which was actually really good. A lot of fresh vegetables. It's almost like a vegetable soup with a little more Southwest kick to it. And I like spicy stuff. So it made me think, that's what made me think of this whole episode, to be honest with you. So, but their Canadian cheddar there is also delicious and meat free. Mike, what do you got? So I, I'm and I actually looked this up. The actual ingredients. I, I know it's it's cool to bash Panera. I'm not a huge fan, but their butternut squash soup. Uh oh, uh oh. Listen to this though. <laughs> combination of pumpkin, which I love, butternut squash blended with ginger, warm spices, and a hint of sweet apple. Like what could go wrong there? Everything is great. Sorry, yeah. Kelly. It's it's. It, I it's love the it. pureed thing. I don't actually, I love that soup too. It's amazing. Well, there you go. Look, and you even went to the website and cited your sources. Good for yes, you. Yes. All right. Well, there you have it. We love you. I'm sure we've offended somebody somewhere with that yeah. list of uh, the list of uh, uh, five soups on the on overrated side. I All right. Butternut squash soup coming this week, Mike. Let me know if you want some. Oh, I oh, made from scratch. There Not you go. Right. Look at. Don't let <laughs> Dr. Rice know you're getting a free kickback from Pass the Mike Show. <laughs> All right. Hot mic take. Um, it, ladies, you're welcome to jump in. This is just a sort of a, anything you just want to get off your chest. Um, if you want, Mike and I will go first. If you don't, that's fine. Mike, do you want to go first? Uh, what's your hot mic take for the week? Sure. So, you know, I, I was thinking about like two of, I don't know how this came up in my mind, but the other day I was thinking about this, two of my favorite musicians from the nineties. Um, one of uh, one, not as much as the other. I'm a huge Tupac fan. In fact, his poster adorns my my classroom walls. The other is Kurt Cobain of Nirvana. I've become more appreciative of Nirvana's music as I've gotten older, especially their Unplugged album. But it just got me thinking, Tupac and Kurt Cobain, if those two live regular natural lives and don't die so young, you know, um, one murdered, the other one by suicide, are they as celebrated today? Um you know, I, I just wonder, I, I wonder if, you know, Tupac's career, he was he was really starting to become a ba major actor. He had acted before, but does he just go into acting? Is that his thing? Does he become more of an activist? What becomes of them? And does their music, does their musical legacy live on like it has today? So that's my hot mic topic. I'm wondering what the, the uh, listener thinks. Are Tupac and Kurt Cobain as big today if they live? And I, I know you're not supposed to ask the if question, especially historically speaking, but if they live, are they as big today um, as they as they are otherwise? I'd say yes, 100%. That's my hot take. <laughs> it changed with them both. I do think passing, I do think passing, if you look at like everyone that sort of has that status and the passing young helps keep that around, I think. I think of like, you know, because like, let's just take another band that's similar like Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam with Eddie Vedder. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, I mean, he, yes, they're still mentioned and they tour, but I don't think to the same level of Kurt Cobain, right? And they're both, I think bands were similar, right? Am I, you know, I think they. I Kurt just think better than Eddie Vedder though. So not no. the same. I just think that that is a little push to the finish line, unfortunately. You know, you think of people like Prince, who was a, a legend and genius. I think he was going to be mentioned in that way no matter what, but passing young was sort of like another boost that sends them to another stratosphere, you know? Good question though. All right. My hot mic take, I was dropping off a, um, I, I was supposed to bring a book to the football game Friday to give to Leslie Browning, one of our great workers that does stuff. And I dropped the 
ball, not the book. Uh, so my wife, like uh, said, we got to drop this off at their house after dinner at Piper's because it was still my car. And we swung over there. And I guess it, 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 this trip didn't matter. But as I drove into that sub, I can't get over the how much growth there has been in the Halloween yard decoration uh, industry, I guess is what I want to say. What started as like a house or two here or there, maybe five, six years ago, it is now I think that I mean, I'm not just talking like a little thing in someone's yard or, you know, one of these 14 foot skeletons, but like full out lights like that you'd put up on for Christmas trees, like what people would do for Christmas. It's the equivalent. Like Christmas, exactly. Yeah. It, it, I I, and I, I, I put, I put a, in the beholding household, I bought a purple light bulb and two orange light bulbs and changed my three light bulbs in the garage. That's my decorating for uh, now. My wife did like mums and pumpkins and stuff, but I just, I'm amazed at how much stuff and not, and now it's like, I'm in the minority that doesn't have, substantial stuff or their trees decorated with lights now are you a big halloween are you okay with people coming up to your house uh, you know on your porch and saying trick-or-treat stuff like that or no i have no problem costume no costume uh you know as long as you don't steal anything or damage anything i have no problem you know even if you know even even if the lights are off and you knock on the door and run off i'm totally fine with it i'm not chasing anybody down So yeah, so that's just my thing. I mean, I, I think I mentioned something about this earlier. We, we talked to you, I think, in a previous Halloween episode, too, about the people with the candy bowls. So again, fair warning to all you people that leave the bowl out with the note, don't be mad if kid number two takes everything. I have no problem with kid number two doing that. I've said that before. I'm going to say it every year. You've made a, into a contract where you're going to put a risk out. If I'm some adolescent boy and there's a whole jug of Tootsie Rolls, I'm dumping it into my thing and saying happy Halloween. And I have no problem with that kid. Good for that kid. I do the candy bowl outside the door so I can hang out at my sister's house for Halloween. Yeah. And I'm assuming that somebody does it. And I'm okay with that. But I want to go yeah. hang out with my sister. That's nice that you still do. Candy's so expensive. That's the other thing. Not to be get off my lawn guy. I went to Kroger today and saw the prices of the bags of candy. Even the Tootsie Rolls are expensive. Ugh. All right. Anybody else want to jump in? I mean, Mima jumped in on the music. You guys good? Or I don't want to steal anyone's thunder with anything. All right. We also wrap up each episode. This may bore you ladies. We don't know, but we always wrap up our episode with our Detroit Lions talk. We're all sort of a little depressed. U of M talk for the Michigan people. We're all happy. Uh, but Lions talk, Mike, uh, you were wrong on that. It hurt me as a Steeler fan. What do they have? They have what's their what's their next game? Raiders Monday La- night football? Las Vegas on Monday night, a week from tonight. Um I'd like to predict a victory. I think I don't think Las Vegas is very good. The NFL is a, a week-to-week game, but I, I do think they'll win next week. I'm going to go Detroit 28, uh, Las Vegas 17. All right. I was I was also wrong about the Steelers. I had them losing to the Rams. They beat. The, I'm on. The, I'm on the positive end of being wrong. Right. They are home against Jacksonville, who seems to be their nemesis in playoffs and regular season. But I think that. I think the Steelers are going to win that game. They they realize what Houston did to them, and they're not going to be embarrassed by an AFC South team coming back home. So that is that. Um, ladies, you guys were excellent. Is there yeah, anything else you want to you. say before thank we you, wrap? But we want to say thank you. We threw, we threw this together. This is the earliest we've ever done. We're recording on Monday. Granted, we're off for fall break, but we threw this together after a text idea, and you guys were excellent. Um, I, you know, I think I just want to say again in closing to any of our students or families, these ladies are very approachable. Like they want to help our kids, whether it be four-year school, a trade school, uh, any of those things, make those appointments um, and they will help with whatever uh, path your student wants to go on. Right, Mike? 
Yeah. I, and I, again, that's as regardless of what grade, uh, these ladies are always willing to help. They're so helpful. Uh, three of them have been helping my daughter since she was in seventh grade. So I, I'm so appreciative of all you've done for her so far and will continue to do. Yeah, I, I mean, my daughter was all over the place with different schools and Kelly was always this calming influence that, uh, you know, let her Chloe express what she wanted to do, but also, you know, was wise in her information and guidance. And Chloe's in a great place now. And thanks in part, because I, I, like I, I, you know, people ask me, you know, you, you've asked me, Mike, or people that text me, I, I honestly say, like, I don't know. She did this sort of on her own. And with Kelly, I didn't help her. You know, what, what did she write in her essays? I go, I don't know. You know, like it was uh, I, it was the now I don't know if it's going to be that way in another year or so with with Nate, but uh, uh, I, I again I just want to thank all and and what's nice too is I think they're ex any of the kids like Mima said anyone that's just because you're not on their caseload if you want to go into you know career tech or whatever talk to her or any of those things or even like the military they've been popping in we, I think that's something we forgot to mention too uh, check those routes out as well so. All right. Well, thanks a lot. We appreciate it, ladies. Have a great week. Enjoy your uh, fall break. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.